This is Gideon Rothstein, and this is Perak Lamed Aleph, the final chapter of the Book of Mishlei, and we'll be studying with the commentary of the Vilna Gaon, really more accurately the student who recorded the teachings of the Vilna Gaon on Mishlei, and it's relatively light, so there are many Pesachim that don't have any commentary, and that will give us time to uh, speak a little at, at a little greater length, not only about the Perak, but at some of the central lessons we've learned from Mishlei and from studying the various commentators on it. So he's the JPS thinks it's Melech Masa, the king of Masa, but I could have imagined uh, that it would be Masa Imo, that it's the lessons that his mother taught him. And then it's um no, my son. Ma bari, no, O son of my womb. Ma baritni, O ma barnidarai, no, O son of my vows. What no? Altitian Rashim Echelacha, Udrachacha, Limchot Milachin. Don't give your strength to women, your vigor to those who destroy kings, meaning women. So we'll have to see what the Vilnagon thinks about all of this in a second. He actually doesn't comment on these. Issues he's going to go to un- straight to Pazik down Allah Milachim Lemoel Allah Milachim Shitoyayim Lord's name Aishechar. So Atim Nashim Chedacha is just taken uh, apparently fairly literally that you, if you give your strength to women and Lemchot Milachim is those who lead kings away from what they should be doing, that you get allow yourself to get into distractions. So then Pazik Dalas with the Vilna Gaon starts Allah Milachim Lemoel Allah Milachim Shitoyayim, not for the king. Wine is not for kings. Lemoel not for kings to drink. Nor any Vlaroznim a Shechar. So the JPS has it as, nor any strong drink for princes. The Vilna Gon notes that he's previously suggested that, uh, that princes, Roznim, doesn't mean princes, it means legislators, the ones who make the laws, and that the job of the kings is to make sure that the laws are being properly filled, sort of like the legislative versus the executive branches. And therefore, he says, he notes that elsewhere he's also noted the difference between wine and shechar is that wine is less alcoholic, meaning it makes you it has its effect less quickly, and therefore people who are in a rush will not have the time to drink wine. They will get their rush or their feeling of goodness from having shechar. It's someone like having a schnapps in a cold Russian morning instead of having wine because wine won't do the trick. But when they have more time, then they would drink wine. It's an interesting question, I think, always in general. So then why would you bother ever having drink wine? Why would you just go for the quick kick? So I think there are pleasures and aspects of drinking wine that are better. So that that's why the Pasuk, though, refers to Melachim not drinking wine, because in the Vilna Gaon's reading, Melachim have plenty of time, because their job is just to make sure that things get executed, happen, meaning happen, as they're supposed to, and they have officers for that. So it's an interesting perspective on what a president or a king actually does if they're really running a country and their job is to be the executive to make sure the laws are properly enacted, yet to assume, the Vilnagon assumes, they had plenty of time on their hands, so they get to sit around and drink wine. But the Rosnim, the legislators, they would only be able to drink Shekhar. And the point of the Pasuk then is that they shouldn't be doing that. It's a mistake to do that. Pen kol oni. And the reason not to drink is because they'll forget to do their job right and they'll make the judgments of the poor people a problem and then they maybe even they themselves will become poor and things will go wrong. So the point being that if you have 
an awareness of what your tasks are, what your jobs are, what your responsibilities are, then you have to make sure not to be unready for your job at the time that your responsibilities come into play. So what's an oved as opposed to a mare nefesh? The Vilnagon says, Somebody was very down on their luck. They have very bad fortune. Whereas mare nefesh is just somebody who's poor. So a poor person, when he gets drunk, he's happy, as if he were rich. Whereas an Oved, somebody who is really a lot of troubles, a lot of different things, if, you all, if your only problem is poverty, wine can solve that. But when it comes to people with more di- significant problems, the Vilna Gon says, those people really need Shekhar to drown their sorrows to really get rid of them, because if they only drank wine, he says, they would just cry more over their troubles rather than less. What they really need is the oblivion of drink, and so that, in his reading, is suggesting that there might be an appropriate and proper time for that. So that's Pasuk Zayn, Yishtev Yishkach Rishov Amolo Lo'izkorot. He'll drink it and forget their poverty and put their troubles out of their mind. And that's the way the Vilna Gaon understands the Pasuk. That's really a recommendation along those lines. So at, until this point, then the earlier Pesukim, the opening Pesukim, are about Lemuel, about kings, but it's really about the role of drink and alcohol. And I suppose we could probably expand it to the question of when you should feel responsibility to be on top of your game, when you have responsibility to be at the best, at your best, and when you have the right to sort of think that it's your time to just drown your sorrows and get rid of your sorrows and and seek refuge and escape from thinking about the world. Speak up for the dumb, meaning those who don't know how to speak up for themselves, for the rights of all the unfortunate. That's what the JPS has. The Vilnikon doesn't comment, but presumably that's what it would mean for him as well. And open your mouth and judge properly and appropriately and righteously the judgments of the poor, of the impoverished. So that is the opening section of the parak, and it almost seems to be disconnected from the next part of the parak, and certainly Vilnikon takes it that way, because the rest of the parak is Eshet Chayel, that many people have the custom to sing on Friday nights, there is obviously a little translation for it, but the question is how you take the metaphor. Uh, so Pasuk Yud says, what a, fi- what a rare find is a capable wife. That's the way the JPS has it. I'm not, that's not me editorializing. A capable wife, whereas I might have thought that we often say is a woman of valor, a woman of great uh, psychological strength. Great. Anyway, her worth is far beyond that of rubies. So the key piece for the Vilna Gaon, and this is symptomatic of him, is that while he's not doesn't deny the literal meaning, he's going to focus on the what he sees the metaphorical meaning that the Eshet is the Torah. We've seen him say this before about the Torah and how an Eshet, there are different kinds of wives you can marry, and depending on what you do, they will affect how you live your life. So an Eshet Chayel is somebody. It means that you set yourself up as a person to study Torah and be involved with Torah, and it's We've seen this before, the Vilna Gon focuses very much on the 48 aspects, 48 ways in which Torah is acquired that are mentioned in the 6th chapter of Pirkei Avot. My hope is that if we have time today, I might tack, this on, tack that on at the end of today's Limud to see what it is that's uh, resonating so deeply for the Vilna Gon. But in basic terms... His assumption is that we are now talking about the acquisition of Torah, and that's really what the Eshel Kyle is, and all the positive quality that Torah brings into one's life. That was certainly for the Vilna Gon and Rashi in different ways, because the Vilna Gon got more into the metaphysics of it, was more 
invested in the idea that Torah stops you from having evil thoughts, stops you, protects you from tragedies as well as from sin, Torah and its relation to the mitzvah, these were all major themes of the Vilna Gaon's commentary and of the structure of one's life, that mitzvah are in Olam Hazeh, the Torah is what really gets into Olam Haba. So all of that is going to be now relevant to this Eishev Chayal Miyimta, who's going to really be able to acquire the 48 uh, qualities of Torah and really get a full relationship with Torah. Pasuk Aleph, Patach Ba'le Ba'la V'Shalal Lo Yachsar, so, Patach Balev Ba'ala, her husband, literally means her husband puts his confidence in her and lacks no good thing. Vilna Gon says, Patach Shemidotav Shel Adam are chalukah, or like a cloak to him, or like a garment. And that's why the Vilna Gon says that when the Torah speaks about the garments of the Kohen, they say he should wear Midovad, he should, and his measurement, and Chazal say, Mido means kemidato. So you read that Chazal originally, you think it means like it should be his size, it should fit him properly. But the Vilna Gaon thinks Midobad means that the clothing is sort of symbolic of our internal characteristics. That would then indicate just in another context that when you can get sarat in clothing, as opposed to on your body, that the sarat in clothing might reflect some other kinds of internal characteristics, but that's for a different time. But Tamid Chacham, Imro so what is a chacham who sees that he's got some bad quality to him? He tries to switch it and to change it. So that's lahafik, to, to turn it around. So with a garment, if you get a stain on it, in those days their garments were not, they didn't have a clear, they didn't always have a clear top and bottom, so you could, like a toga, you could sort of turn it around to try to avoid people seeing the problematic part of the garment, and that would be what a, what a tamid chacham would do with any of his qualities, try to change them instantly, and that's why Ben Bagbag at the end of Perkevot of the fifth parak says, Hafokhba v'hafokhba. So Real Nagon is reading that to mean that he's telling you that the way that you heal your soul of your bad qualities is by turning them to the opposite, and you try to change them. And so what's the primary evil quality the person can have? Hata'ava, lusts or appetites. So if you'll say, so why did Chazal put all the media to vote in Avot? And that's for people who don't really know a lot of Torah. So he says that, and that's what he says. So that's really for people who don't know a lot of Torah. So even though Vilna Gaon has been quoting Avot a lot, his basic attitude was that if you really know Torah, hakol. And that's what Batach Balei Ba'ala means. So that's coming back to our Pasuk finally. Batach Balei Ba'ala means if you're a Ba'al Torah, you've really, uh, connected yourself to Torah. You have espoused Torah and Torah study then you have trust and confidence that you'll be protected from all of those evil qualities that we're talking about uh, because Torah will teach you how to change yourself and grow yourself. You won't need just pick a vote, and you won't be lacking any of your loot that you gain from the world. And here he says, as opposed to what he said before, that that when you do mitzvot, you're not guaranteed that they will stand you in permanent stead, because it was his opinion that when you do a sin, that wipes out a mitzvah that you've done. But when it comes to Torah, it's not true. And that's the understanding of the Pasuk. Another example of him taking this Pasuk, and these Pasuk came all of them, in terms of our relationship to Torah and our living lives in relationship to the study of Torah. Pasuk Yudbet, Gemalatu Tov, Velorah, Kol Chayeha, which literally means she will do, she's good to him, never bad, all the days of her life. Felnagon says, because Torah is, protects us from Yisurin, even though in a previous chapter, we've seen that he said Torah is only really fully acquired by Yisurin, but it also protects us from, I guess, further Yisurin, or once it's acquired, it protects from Yisurin, and also from sin, as opposed to mitzvah, where the, there's a whole Gemara discussion about it, but mitzvah, the Gemara says, protects you from 
Yisurim, but only protects you from sin while you're doing the mitzvah. Uh, whereas Gemalatu Tov, which are the mitzvot, that you won't do an Avera at the time that you're doing it, but it also is Megim in Yisurim, Sheim Ra, Kol Yimei Chayah. So that's Gemalatu Tov, Velo Ra, Kol Yimei Chayah. Velo Ra means you want to have Yisurim from doing mitzvot, Kol Yimei Chayah. All the days of your life, all your days' involvement in Torah, even on those times when you're not involved with them. So that's something that Torah will present and do for you. Pasuk Gimel, she looks for wool and flax, sets her hands to them with a will, meaning she does things with them. The Vilna doesn't come into here, so we can't know exactly how he would put that into the context, but he would find some way, I'm sure. She's like a merchant fleet bringing her food from afar. I wonder whether the Vilna would say that that's a, as an oblique reference or an idea that one should be searching throughout the world for Torah and not just stay within the confines of the Torah that you happen to have in front of you, but you should try to find new books and new ideas. I don't know, he doesn't say anything, but she gets up, she rises while it is still night and supplies provisions for her household, as well as the daily fare of her maids. The Vilnagon says, He's differentiating here between, he's learning the Pasuk, differentiating between the members of Torah's household. So those who learn Torah and study Torah and involve with Torah and do mitzvahs, they will get kol They'll get all the they need. That's what Takam Balev in Torah of the Veta. Whereas those who are a rote of Torah, they're in some way adjuncts to Torah, they're helpers of Torah, but they're not fully involved with Torah, they'll get chok. Uh, they'll get the bare, the bare essentials, but not the fullest provision of all their needs, according to the Vilna Gaon. She sets her mind on an estate and acquires it. She plants a vineyard by her own labors. Vilnagal doesn't comment. It's something about making sure to conquer things. I don't know, to make sure to learn a masechta, to learn a this. I don't know. I don't know what he would have said. She girds herself with strength and performs her tasks with vigor. The Kibbeh's notes literally means and extends her arms. Again, the Vilna doesn't help us out here with knowing how he would have translated that into Torah, but if we're talking about a, a valorous wife, a capable wife, so it means that she sets herself up and she does what she needs to do and she gets it done. She sees that her business thrives and her lamp never goes out at night, meaning she works hard and she gets and she accomplishes. That could easily be applied to Torah as well, that in a relationship with Torah, we would need to have that attitude as well. She sets her hands to the distaff. Her fingers work the spindle, meaning she does weaving. So the student now who recorded the Vilnagon's ideas says, Shamati who heard it from the Vilnagon, I hear from his older brother who heard it from the Vilnagon, that, that there are three kinds of people who have a hard time learning because of getting caught up in their various desires. There's a petty, there's a late, and there's a seal, and that's v'chapeha tamkufalech. The Torah can turn these people around and help them. So yadeha shilcha v'kishor v'chapeha tamkufalech means that she's trying to help turn around even those who are not ready to learn or are not yet invested in learning her. And so palech is a word that can be made up of petty, late, and kasil, and the Torah can bring them all back and help them find their way. So now the next eight psukim are not commented on in the Vilna Gaon's commentary. Kapa parsa le'ani 
she puts her hands out to the poor and to the really impoverished she sends out her hands meaning she gives tzaka or, or even better than money she gives them things that they need she's not afraid for her family when it snows because all of her family is clothed in crimson which apparently I guess would be warmer than ordinary garments and Presumably, this would be something along the lines of the protection the Torah provides us when we study it. She makes covers for herself. Her clothing is linen and purple. I will just notice just something we said before about the protective powers of Torah. That the Vilna Gaon notes and mentions that it suggests that if we find ourselves still plagued by evil thoughts and evil desires, even during our days, it means perhaps there's something wrong with our Torah study. We haven't fully as fully enveloped ourselves in it as the Gemara was contemplating when it made those comments. Pasuk of Gimel, Her husband is prominent in the gates as he sits among the elders of the land. Eldegon has said in an earlier Pasuk that he thought, he assumed, that those who are serious about Torah and study Torah well don't have to worry about whether the word will get out about them because even if they try to block it or get people not to know it, it will out, it will show itself. She makes cloth and sells it and offers a girdle to the merchant. Her clothing, her, her, she's clothed with strength and splendor and she looks to the future cheerfully. So I suspect Again, I'm flying blind here on the Vilna Gaon, but I'm doing it because I think that there's other values that we can get from just sticking with him and not putting in the Malbim as I have in other chapters. But I suspect that he might have said something along the lines of, is that the people who study Torah and are involved with Torah don't have to worry about what the future holds because they know that the future, when Hashem rules the world and when Hashem is recognized throughout the world, all of that will be a time when tzaddikim and those who have devoted themselves to Torah and devoted themselves to striving to be better are going to get their fullest reward and therefore they approach the future with complete equanimity because they're not worried about it. She opens her mouth. Her mouth is full of wisdom. Her tongue with kindly teaching. She oversees the activities of her household and never eats the bread of idleness. She's always working and doing to make sure that things are going well. Her sons arose and blessed her or declare her happy. Her husband praises her. Brother praises her. What does he say? Many women have done, have been capable. Many women have done well, but you surpass them all. So the Vilnagon finally, finally, for those of you who are missing him, comments, the midot of these 48, the more midot of the 48 you have, the more Torah you have. But it's impossible, he says, for anybody to have all 48 characteristics. Just one person has this one or that one or a few of them. Another one has different ones until among them all of a group, you'll have all 48. But to get all of Torah, you would need all of the 48. So in other words, the Vilna Gaon is saying that there is no such thing as having all, for all of Torah or all of the 48. And that's what it means by Rabot Panot 
that the other Tamidei Chachamim have made Chayel, have done, have tried to accomplish these 48. Notice that Chayel in Gematria, Chet Yud Lamed, Lamed equals 30, Yud is four is 10, and Chet is 8. So that's the 48 characteristics. So the same, Rabbi Banot, so Chayel, many Banot try to do Chayel to conquer the 48, but at which is all of the Torah, because an Aleph at the beginning and a Tuf for the end for the last letter, Alit al all of them together are what create the entirety of Torah and the entirety of the ability to study all of Torah. So that's a, especially for the Vilna Gaon, who is somebody reputed to have been so broadly knowledgeable in Torah, the calm declaration that nobody has all of Torah is going on here, and he's connecting it to the fact that nobody has the ability to accomplish all 48 of the characteristics of Torah. Pasuk is commonly quoted in the context of women, although obviously the Philip Gon, that's really not the context of the Pasuk at all. Grace is deceptive, beauty is illusory. It is for her fear of the Lord that a woman ought to be praised. So, the Vilna Gon says that it's already, the Vilna Gon student says, he's already written that Chain is Midashon Chinam. And, what, and that's why it says Noach Matzachin. What does that mean? It means that Noach didn't really deserve it in his reading. That's a whole discussion as to whether Noach really deserved to be saved by God or God did it anyway. So Sheker Achin would mean a woman who's not really Na'ah, not really beautiful. She's just no Seitchin. She's just attractive to people and people just happen to like her. And that's why it says Sheker Achin. But Yofi has some real qualities, he says. Of the Hevela Yofi. There are real qualities of beauty, but it doesn't really matter. There's no real value to them. So a uh, would be if you had somebody who people look at her and they would say, well, she's not actually pretty, but something about her is very attractive. There are such women out there and then there are women who are actually beautiful, but beauty doesn't matter anyway. So, and his whole discussion is really about women. So he says, there are three kinds of women, as he said before. So there's a woman who's chayn, there's a woman who's yafan, there's a woman who's maskelet, which is that she has fear of God. And what he means by all of these is our internal qualities. And he says, all in the context of remembering the Torah refers to a woman as as a part of my bones. And the question is, what do we have in our bones that leads us either to being masculine, thinking carefully, properly, and fully about the need to serve Hashem? And, and, and that's what Ayitalal Chacham Bechachmato, what should you be mithalel in? That's a passage in Yermiyo that says that we shouldn't be proud of our, people shouldn't be proud of their strength or their wealth or their wisdom. They should be proud of being maskil, haskil v'yadooti, getting to know Hashem better, getting close to Hashem, and that's why it says, lazot yikare isha and reisha, when Adam Rishon meets isha, meets the woman, he says, lazot yikare isha. What, what do you mean by lazot? It means the one who is, yirat Hashem, yirat Hashem, hiti talal. So the Vilnagon, this whole idea about shekarachim and hevaliofi is meaning even within personal characteristics, we should not be choosing anything other than those characteristics that will lead us to the service of God. And that's really what it's all about. So I, I sometimes think about this and, and, and play this game with people. People who are observant and Torah-fearing Jews, some of them right-wing, some of them left-wing. But if you ask them what the goal of of their mitzvahs are, the goal of their life is, or what they would want their children to turn out to be in terms of in terms of what it means to be a good Jew. So I think in many cases the answers are not the only answer that's really the correct answer. And the one correct answer is we want to be servants of God. And we want to get closer to God. We want to get to know God better. We want to do the things that God wants us to do. And that, I think, is what the Vilna Gona is trying to get here, too. Isha, 
that it's a woman who, and by a woman here he means there are internal qualities. It could also be a wife. This is easily applicable to wives and to spouses in general. But he's saying within our internal qualities, we're looking for that part of our bodies and ourselves that will lead us in the direction of greater connection to Hashem. Give her of the fruits of her hands and let them praise and let her actions, her deeds praise her in the gates. So the Vilna Gaon says, Whereas the Peirot, the fruits of Torah, the dividends of Torah are in this world, but you need, you should try to keep those Peirot as much as you can for Olam as well. And that's why the Vilna Gaon is against, was against, enjoying this world too much. Um, and that's, that you, it's not, it's not that she knows how to make a Karen, it's that she takes the Peirot, the dividends of her Torah and of her, of, of her involvement with Torah, involvement with God, and puts them also into the bank for the future. Which are the Sha'arei Tzedek, the thing she does with these Peirot of wisdom. Uh, and when you do more mitzvot with the mitzvot you've already done with, with the reward you've already gone, redone, so then you're getting the Peirot and you're putting it into that. So the, theoretically, it would be something like, let's suppose, by doing mitzvot, God decides to give you more money as a partial reward, not a full reward, but as a partial reward for the good that you've done, the Vinlagon is saying, you shouldn't think of that as money that you've earned. You have the money you can use to build up more things for Olam And the focus should always be on building a better and better persona within ourselves of the kind of servant of God we want to be. Ulefi Pshuto Hamasen Yerem Yutar So Ah, so yeah, here's one other thing that I don't that we, we don't have to get into. So that brings us to the end of the Villagon's commentary on this parak, and it brings us into the end really of our study of Mishle, and many of the central themes I think ran through all of the commentators. Character development is extremely important. In character development, things like modesty are are running themes and not taking yourself to not being too taken with yourself looking for advice from other people, staying away, this is an extremely important one, staying away from the company of wrong kinds of people. And wrong kinds of people can be people, there are lots of different wrong kinds of people. There are people who are actively evil, there are people who simply yield to their desires, there are some people who simply think that, who think that it's just good to do whatever occurs to you because if it occurs to you that it's good. There are people who refuse to take advice. There are people who are too wise in their own eyes and therefore they won't take advice. All those kinds of people can create a damaging social circle and should be avoided. And the social circle that should be sought out after is the one in which the people that you're with are people who are always, right, the mouths of Tzadikim are always speaking good and wise sayings. And those are the kinds of people that we're supposed to be ideally being trying to make into our social circle, the ones who will spur us and want us to spur them and will enjoy us trying to spur them, trying to remonstrate with them to move them to be better. So all of these are, there there are many more themes. I, I couldn't go through all of them, but in terms of contrasting the various commentators, I think it's interesting that Rashi seems to be fairly Torah-oriented in the narrow sense of seeing the locus and focus of service of God as being within the study of Torah and applying Torah and doing mitzvot and keeping mitzvot. The Vilna Gon seems very similar to that in a lot of ways, with the difference that the Vilna Gon seems taken with or seems comfortable with the idea that he can understand the workings of that more deeply. And therefore... It's it's similar ideas and yet and yet done at a different level of depth and of type of discussion. And then in the middle you have sort of Rabbi Yonah and 
and uh, and the Ralbag. The Ralbag certainly has his philosophical commitments are extremely prevalent, and he sees those as being also in conjunction with the study of Torah. The study of wisdom generally is frequently his word for what it means to be good or to be studying wisdom. So that was an interesting difference in the Ralbag that you have over and above the other commentators with frequent references to his book, Milchamot Hashem, which is a philosophical book, and that plays a great role for him in his in his discussions. And the Rabbin Yonah was more about character development in general and just development and, and less directly focused just on pure Torah study and more on the development of character as a whole. But what I find interesting and surprising about it is that given all those all those differences and without denying them anyway, without trying to hide them or gloss over them, how much of the of the book is still amenable to all of them saying largely the same thing, the themes that I mentioned until now. So let me just close. I have about two minutes till a half hour mark, but I have sometimes gone over that in the course of this of this taping anyway, and I hope you will forgive me. I hope to be back for Eicha. And there too, at least one of the chapters I can imagine I'll be able to do in a half hour because the third chapter is extremely long, but we'll see what we can do. But let me just quickly run through the 48 qualities that the Vilna Gon spoke about so often in terms of the qualities that are necessary to acquire Torah, keeping in mind that he himself, and he set a challenging standard for the rest of us anyway, but that he himself recognized that we could do all these things. He says, the Mishnah says, Yolah is better than, or more important than, or greater than Kahuna and Malchut, kingship and, and priesthood and kingship, because they have different numbers of, of levels of degrees. So there are 30 ways in which a king is separated from the people. There are 24 gifts given to a coin. Whereas the Torah is 48. And these are the 48. Talmud, study. Shmiat ozen listening carefully. Arichat Tzvatayim, preparing your lips to speak properly. Binat coming to understand it deep in your heart. Be'ima be'yir'ah, with approaching the whole topic with fear and awe. Awe, really being... Deeply aware, viscerally aware of the seriousness of the endeavor, ba'anava with humility, and humility meaning, as we've seen in Mishnah many times, not thinking well of yourself, not trusting yourself fully, not expecting kavod, not seeking kavod, besimcha with joy, bitahara with a cleanliness. This debate about the kind of cleanliness we mean might mean avoiding tuma in the halachic way, it might mean just a general cleanliness, bishimush chachamim with spending time with Chachamim to learn from them and from their models, with sitting with friends and each one testing the other and making sure everybody's got everything right, working with students and letting them, as they learn, learning from them and with them as they learn, with a certain amount of serenity, with sitting and having a calmness, not always be running from place to place, with the Torah, with studying Mishnah, with limiting one's business involvements, because they will compete with Torah, mute Derech Eretz, limiting, so it depends how you understand Derech Eretz, it quite possibly means limiting one's marital relationship so that that doesn't become a distraction more than it needs to be from the study of Torah, mute Ta'anug, limiting one's pleasures, mute Shena, limiting one's sleep, mute Sicha, limiting one's conversation, mute Sukkok, limiting how much one lasts, Be'erach Apayim, with developing a long temper will be part of the acquisition of Torah and not getting angry too easily. With a good heart, with having an abiding faith and trust in Chachamim. They knew what they were doing. They were giants of Torah. They weren't just saying what they wanted to say. They weren't shaping the religion they wanted to shape it to. They were the guardians and the transmitters of God's Torah and God's tradition. Accepting when there are times of trouble in one's life, accepting them, learning whatever lessons may come out of them, and 
making it through them, recognizing your place in the world, being accepting and happy with the lot set out for you in life, making sure to take care with what you say so that it not be misconstrued or misunderstood and saying it clearly in the, and in a way that will get to the point that it was trying to get to, and not crediting yourself for the things that you've done good, not being too high on yourself, saying, oh, I've done this good and that good, maybe you have, but not giving yourself credit for it. Ahuv, beloved of other people, so you act in a way that people like you. Oheven amakom, you like Hashem, you have a love of God that you're trying to seek to further and to grow in. Oheven abriot, you like other people, other creatures. Oheven etztakot, you like doing charity. Oheven amesharim, you like doing the right, straight, honest thing. Oheven etokachot, you like when people bring to you suggestions about how you need to change and grow and improve. And he distances himself from honor. And you're not too proud of your learning, trying to show off that you know and trying to show off and teach everything you know. You're not thrilled to pass on issues of Jewish law. When other people have trouble, you try to join them to help lighten their load. When other people do something wrong towards you, presumably, but not necessarily, you will try to think of the good or the possibly good side, meritorious side that there might be. And then try to show the truth to your friend. And try to show the way to get to peace and to peaceful relationships. And he settles his heart in his Talmud. You learn well and you get comfortable and and serene about your learning. He asks and he answers and he hears and he adds to what he knows based on that. You learn for the purpose of teaching others. You learn not only for that, but also to actively follow it in your own life. When you're sitting before your Rebbe, you ask questions and you speak in a way that will help. The Rebbe also will grow and gain from the experience. Everything you've heard, you put together into a complete whole that makes sense and comes into one complete unit. And you speak, and when you say things, you say them in the name of the person you heard them from, and that's the famous ending where we learn from Mordechai and Esther that Esther telling the king that Mordechai was when I told her eventually about Bigtan and Teresh eventually leads to Mordechai getting ridden on the horse and the whole sequence of events that happens. So the Mishnah says that you learn that if you say something with Shemamro, maybe you do Allah. So those are 48 characteristics that we have. I've said them very, very quickly. They take a lifetime to develop, and we have the assurance of Vilna Gon that we need not feel bad if we don't have them all accomplished. But at least as far as he was concerned, I don't think any of the commentators would disagree about this, acquiring these 48 qualities would simply be an important and useful coda and codicil to trying to follow the recommendations of the book of Mishlei. And as we close our study, I can hope for all of us that we accomplish this or we move on the direction of getting closer and closer to what Mishlei would want for us and that we be enriched and enlightened by our study of Mishlei to learn how to improve and how to become better and uh, and then we'll have succeeded in what Mishle was trying to do for us when he put the book down and, and included it in the uh, panoply of great books that the Jewish people have. I hopefully, Be'ezrat Hashem, will see you or hear you. You will hear me. We will nishtamea is what my Rebbe Rev Ezra Bick says in the Gush VBM on the Yeshivat HaRetzion virtual Beit Midrash. When he gives a shiur, nishtamea, we'll hear each other again uh, around the book of Eicha, I hope, sometime in early July. Thank you for listening. I look forward to any comments you may have. I haven't said it throughout because people always blame me for it, but it's grothst at gmail.com, grothst at gmail.com. And one last thing, 
I do have two books out there to be purchased that I would love it if people would purchase and read and give me feedback on grotst at gmail.com. Have a great day.